One, two. That did I didn't hear the clap at all for on your end because we were perfectly in sync. <laughs> okay, so that's I'll double check thinks. though. It's okay, there. <laughs> okay, she saw the waveform. <laughs> she saw the sign from above. Okay, hi, welcome to Rockstar Sucks. My name is Carl Kuhn. You might know me from my various music projects, Museum Mouth, Gay Meat, and my slight involvement with the band Say Anything. Hello, my name is Becca High, and tomorrow is my birthday. <laughs> Except when this drops, it'll be too late if you missed it. <laughs> <laughs> we should have plugged the birthday and Dave's up. God, well, you were too learn. busy talking about how y'all had the same birthdays, and I didn't want to steal that thunder. Oh my god, there's thunder to go around. There's plenty of thunder to go around. <laughs> also, I just like am not one to actually care about my birthday. So like I am gonna hang out with a couple of friends outside today, later today, and eat fish tacos and eat dessert. But like I have tomorrow to spend alone by myself. <laughs> Because Sometimes that's really nice. Yeah, I prefer it that way. I'm like, I don't want anyone to disappoint me or like have to worry about anyone else on the sacred day, you know? <laughs> this national holiday. <laughs> yeah, I can just like do what I want, except I do have to work, so... <laughs> mm. Okay, wow. well... Okay. Sorry. Like no, oh my god, no. <laughs> Becca, I'm not cutting you off. We could honestly just record for the next hour about your B-Day. I'd be fine with that. I was, though, one more thing. I was thinking <laughs> uh, before this, as I was getting ready, I was thinking about how perfect, uh, I don't remember what birthday of mine it was, but we went and got Hibachi Express and Krispy Kreme and then we watched Drive and that is like the ideal birthday that was like a very 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 fun day I mean donuts hibachi my favorite movie Drive (laughs) fucking oh chef's kiss that felt I think that was like in my mind, that's like one of those days that like it gets to like eight or nine p.m. and you're like sitting on the couch and you're like, today was really fun. Like that's like the best feeling in the world is to like be able to just verbally say that and be like, yeah, it really was. <laughs> today was a good day. Today was a damn good day. Okay, so the two of us are gathered here on Zoom this evening to discuss the album "Good Health" by the band Pretty Girls Make Graves. This album came out in what year? Something 2002. insane. I'm reading 2001. Oh, yeah. No, you're right. Recorded December 2001. Sorry. I should have never doubted you. Wow. That is fucking... I was 12 years old. I was nine. <laughs> <laughs> that actually is a great segue because I was going to ask, Becca, what drove you to pick this album out of this band's discography? Uh... I I do know both of their albums, but 
I feel like I'm more familiar with this one. Okay. I when you say both, in my mind, this band has three full lengths. Oh, see, in my mind there's only two, and that is Good Health and uh the new romance. Oh my god, so you you're part of the Elon V's Hall erasure of it all. You don't count that record. The what? The last one's called Elon Vital, the last one that they put out. It has the like rainbow ice cream cone on the cover. Oh no. I've never wow, heard Becca, it. Becca, it's it's my favorite. It's I this is so I like love that we're having this conversation <laughs> and we're instinct being recorded. It's wild to me because excuse me, in this band's arc, right I think in probably two thousand four, after the new romance came out, they cut ties with their second guitarist and they added a keyboard player and she sings like a bunch of harmonies and she plays accordion on a song. So like Elon Vital is kind of like a move towards a different genre where it's like way more, I don't don't want to say twee, but I feel like there's like a lot more actual piano. Like the songs kind of like bounce a little more. There's like more experimentation with like different genres of indie rock. I feel like... They had a natural trajectory for that, though, because the next album, The New Romance, you kind of start getting there mm-hmm. where it's not it's not just like straight up punk or whatever. Mm-hmm. It is. I mean, it's still like emo, but they do more experimenting with like different sounds. And Absolutely. They're like they were kind of one of those first bands that I like got into them when they were heavy and was like, OK, like this is cool. And then I like watched them become like an indie rock band. And I'm like, this is like I love this arc. Like now when hardcore bands like become post-punk bands and like end up sounding like Joy Division, I'm like, I've seen this before. Like this doesn't mm-hmm. surprise me. But um, and I believe Elon Vital was like self-recorded. I think that uh i think jay clark the guitarist is credited with like a lot of the recording on elon on on elon vital it's really cool um the only time i ever saw this band live was on tour for that record and i'm like i wish i could have seen them when it was like two guitars and it's like wild guitar rock but you know yeah it is what it is fame famously this is the band that like whenever people are like oh like what band do you want to reunite and tour i'm like literally for years i've been like pretty girls make graves like please yeah imagine if i well, just to make clear, I did not get into them when I was nine years old. <laughs> um, this came later on, and I don't think it was even through you that I started listening to them, but my vintage friend, Danny Reed, this was like one of her favorite bands and i think i started listening to them because she was a big fan of them that i love that i love that arc um i think i got into this band actually funny enough like via myspace i feel like um if i'm remembering correctly i feel like i had a friend on there like an online friend who had like she was older than me and she had like a tattoo of the good health like album art mm-hmm. it was like the girl with the like rib cage and I remember being like, oh, that's so cool. Like, what's that from? And she like posted about how it's like from this Pretty Girls Make Graves record. So I started digging there and then got really into this band with the new romance because they started having music videos on MTV too, which is how I was <laughs> raised. So that was it got easier to be a fan of this band. But going back, realizing they're a hardcore band and then watching them turn into an indie rock band, I'm like, this is so, this is so cool. But okay, anyway, we're we're here today to talk about Good Health specifically, the band's first full length on Lookout Records. Yeah, it was uh, produced by Phil Eck, which 
totally makes sense when I mm-hmm. learned that because he produced a lot of built to spill records. The Shins, Less Savvy Fav, The Dodos. I basically wrote down every band that we could potentially uh, cover on here. Yeah, well, Built to Spill, I didn't get into until like five years ago, amazingly. But Shout Out Louds <laughs> is one of them. The Walkman, The Sidekicks. I he did He did Runners in the Nerved World, which was like, when it came out, I was like, this is the best sidekicks record that could have ever existed. Like, this is so next level. And then Happiness Hours, I, like, ended up liking that one more. But, like, it's just so cool. He's so cool. I didn't realize that he also did um, The New Romance by Pretty Girls Make Graves. Yeah. He, he is, he's very good. Like, he knows what he's doing. And he has a live sound background, mixing live sound, which I think only lends itself to being like a really good person in studio yeah you definitely know what instruments should sound like and you know how to get them there which i think is important that's something that i don't know so that's why i think my recordings sound insane but i like like that about my recordings so dude live sound is the most stressful shit i've done it once in my life for like a little kid's talent show and like even for that i was so stressed out like (laughs) it's not it's not for me i love that i love that a lot actually that's really funny (laughs) but okay so i'm assuming did you do some reading into what the critics thought about this album yes what the critics think pitchfork gave it a 9.2 Oh my god, my jaw is on the floor. <laughs> that is crazy. Guys, it literally is. Uh, yeah, but the <laughs> actual review pisses me off because it's a fucking joke that only a white dude could get away with writing a supposed review about a record, but then not mentioning a damn thing about it That and turning it into a joke. That era of their write of like their writing is so annoying. It's and, like so like smarmy. <laughs> yeah, and I was just like, dude, this is this is shit only a white dude can get away with in a like professional publication. Oh, I'm I'm sorry, I, listeners. I see I had your to, eyes reading it. <laughs> I had to Google this because that number is just so insanely high. There's like a point, I'm just, I'm skimming, and there's like a question answer part where it says, question, how many nihilists does it take to screw in a light bulb? Answer, who the fuck cares? This like liter. I can already tell that this is not about the album. No. I was like waiting for it to mention any little thing, and it never does. Wow, that is, that's injustice. It's also long for a review not about the album. Is it? It's really not. I kind of think it's... I mean, if you're going to talk about everything other than the music, <laughs> right. it should only probably be a couple paragraphs. I did find a review on punknews.org, but every oh, time... Oh, my God. I owe my whole life to punknews.org. Every time it's supposed to say the word but, it says by as like a typo, B-U-Y instead of B-U-T. And that is one of my biggest pet peeves is if there's constant typos in something that is published i can't give it the time of day i can't respect it 
That's that's a weird typo. Twice in a row it does that. The first time I was like, it's literally in like the first or second sentence. And I was like, okay. But then the second <laughs> time I was like, no, I'm done. I feel like for years that was like the only kind of coverage Museum Mouth would get is like blog coverage where the typos are so bad you can't even like use a quote for copy. It's like the typos are so bad that it's like even the nicest thing they say about you has like these glaring spelling errors in it. Oh, it's like it's such a pet peeve of mine, especially now that everything's like posted on social media and -hmm. things will have typos in them for like fucking ads like in the ad itself print and i'm just like it's that imposter syndrome thing i told you about (laughs) where it's the people who don't have it should yes that is it's really it's so incredible i famously in 2018 i had to teach my dad's girlfriend how to connect to wi-fi and she makes way more money than i do so cool just one of those things okay anyway um so (laughs) do you want to dive into the album shall we uh did you know they played coachella in 2004 my My jaw is back on the floor (laughs) listeners is that oh my god this band is so let the jaws hit the floor <laughs> oh my god, listeners, uh speaking of that song, I recently had an invasive thought, um, and it was actually an invasive memory of like a stickum animation where like a stick figure type guy rolls out spike strips you know, like onto the road and that song is playing. If you I tried Googling every combination of those words, I don't know how to find that video. If you know what I'm talking about, please let me know. <laughs> okay. Um okay, I think that's my last fun fact but also andrea who is the main singer is a hairstylist <laughs> now andrea zolo she always had amazing hair that just makes sense yeah um i will say also when this band broke up i followed jay clark and uh, a couple of the members of the blood brothers into that project jaguar love and they famously played nylon summer music tour oh. <laughs> 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 so nylon um always been a fan always been a big big fan uh if you ever want to bring it back oh, we'd yeah. love to have it. we gotta get back on that that mission well, we, gotta, we gotta get shows back shit yeah i know there's a, gl- a big humongous boulder in our path um and it's that COVID exists anyway <laughs> so uh, shall we start yes Let's let's dive right in. The album's like kind of short, so we don't. Yeah. shouldn't take long, long. Oh, fun fact about this record. Also, you know how we were talking about in the last few episodes about how your iTunes version of the album is like botched because mm-hmm. it's like we were little idiots trying to use a computer. <laughs> so um, when I first bought this album, I bought it on iTunes and I bought it song for song because I was young and broke and was probably using like a card that I got from like the Shalot Walmart to buy it. And I skipped the untitled song because it was instrumental. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I totally had the album from you then in my iTunes. Because, yeah, there's no untitled in my iTunes. When it started playing last night when I was listening, I was like, oh, that's right. It's actually good. It's literally so good. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, that's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> but I love that a lot. Yeah, okay. So, whew, my face is red. All right, track one. We're coming out the fucking gate swinging. This song is called Speakers Push the Air. I, I like, cannot even imagine, like, all these people came from different bands and they like started this band after a bunch of them had already been in other projects to like open your debut full length with a song especially when the last like four songs you'd kind of put out were so like abrasive and aggressive to fucking oh my god I just my lip just did a weird like fart sound Um, (laughs) but to open your record with a song this like this realized it's like this is a pop song yeah Mm -hmm. Okay. I mean, it it rocks like it like it is a it is a capital R rock song. It's like kind of heavy, but like it just feels so. It's like gorgeous. Yeah, I would say, um, I don't totally agree on thinking it's a pop song, but maybe the lyrical content I would consider because I feel like the lyrics are pretty cheesy in this song like they're very music is life vibes (laughs) um but like the instrumentals are so fucking good every part because it's like a lot of distinct little parts but just like that keyboard line coming in oh it's just so it's so that i think that that's what makes it feel like a pop song to me it's that you get like all these different like vibes but then they're all tied together with this like beautiful like kind of major sounding keyboard riff this song is insanely good mm-hmm. are you okay you look like oh i just <laughs> no i just burped oh my i love that mug my snoopy mug my snoopy mug <laughs> so cute <laughs> okay um anyways yeah, this song is a serve. This song is a serve and a half. It I is like a, fuck. I don't know sport terminology. I was gonna say like whatever, like they say it's like set spike, set serve. Love fifty, fifty love. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry yeah, to interrupt song, you to no. realize that I don't know the sport metaphor I'm trying to make. Or it's not even a metaphor. Re- it's it's a simile. <laughs> Go ahead. The other, day I, the other day I had to Google the difference between simile and metaphor. I'm like, okay, I'm literally 30 years old. I should know this by now. Uh, what made me initially, this song? you said this song. I, I said this song is a serve. Is a serve. Okay. Being, it's okay, serve, like, set, spike. I'm sorry. <laughs> No, don't apologize. I <laughs> knew excitement. it had to do with volleyball, but I didn't know what the what the words actually were. The jargon. Okay, the song is a serve, set, spike. It really is. I could not agree more. <laughs> okay, That's like, go ahead. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, I, I just keep interrupting you. <laughs> This song is a serve. <laughs> um, I love this song. I think this song is really good. As a teen, like, realizing that I wanted to be in a band, I feel like this was, like, my um, like my thesis statement. This was, like, my M.O. This was, like, the song that was, like, yeah, I do want to be in a band. It will be fun. We'll write a song as good as this, maybe, if we're lucky. We'll write That's a song about say. loving music. 
<laughs> yeah, I literally the most far fetched thing I could ever do in 2021 is write a song about loving music. <laughs> but as a teen, you know, the world was still large. Yeah. Hello. I know the cats are being quite frisky. Um, I think the song rocks. Oh yeah, this song is a serve set spike. <laughs> uh, point four rock. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Love 50, 50 love. Okay. Uh, I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> I love that. All right. Track two is a song called If You Hate Your Friends, comma, You're Not Alone. Good time. A song title, like literally, uh, a song title, a title forged in the fires of my soul. Yeah, this makes me throw up some devil horns. Just too bad you're so easy to ignore. That's some be your own pet shit. That is. What it's is funny, it? like Am I singing. <laughs> well, I, I mean, that's like how she. That's how Amanda. That's her name, right? Andrea Zolo. God, I'm Wait, literally. What? That's in the song. That it's just too bad you're so easy to ignore. Oh, you had oh, me no. convinced that I was oh, accidentally no. singing. Be your own pet, but that no, legit does—that is like be your own pet. It really, truly, hearing it come out of your mouth, I was like, okay, this literally sounds like <laughs> Jamina Pearl at this very moment. Um, Famously, you have the same vocal range as her. Remember oh that God. time when we got the isolated vocal take? <laughs> well, I know that. This podcast is like literally just now like eating itself. It's like the Ouroboros, the like little snake eating its own ass. Um, I think this song is so cool. Uh, um, go ahead. Also, to like literally incorporate the word ice cream cone into like an aggressive, like angry chorus is that's cool. <laughs> that takes skill. She's rocking out, listeners. Oh, God, this album makes me want to shred, even though I don't know how. To shred? To shred. Love to shred. That, I will say, the two guitarists in this band do so much work. It is ridiculous. It's so good. If Never you... played a chord in their lives. <laughs> <laughs> I have a friend. Um, I don't think he listens to this, but if he does, Miles. Uh, I have been trying to get him into liking shredding um he's just not a fan of shredding and um (laughs) now i know i need to send him this song and say if you don't like this 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 friendship is over wow oh my god (laughs) listeners do you hear that (laughs) wow uh just kidding but like how can you not it's just how can <laughs> how can you not true how can you not how can you um, not how can how you can you not <laughs> <laughs> that, oh my god i realized that the it rocks or it sucks theme song sounds like the two and a half men song i never watched that show how's it oh. go I can't. I, well, I refuse to sing. Two and a half <laughs> men. 
<laughs> Honestly, you're not that far off. Um, anyway. 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 It's so funny. It's so funny that we're like literally off the rails today, even though we both feel like shit and we're talking about this mean ass song. <laughs> This like this song is like literally the song is like the epitome of getting your septum pierced. Does that make sense? <laughs> um, sure. Should I get my septum pierced? I was thinking about it. I've been thinking about it off and on for like the past four years. Get a fake one. Maybe I will get a fake one. I feel like it's pretty easy to do yourself. Oh, I mean, in high school, famously, when I was. Be, I was deeply obsessed with this band. Um, I know tons of girls that would do it in like band class. They just like pierce each other's septums and shit. I'm like, y'all are insane, but whatever. That was like when scene was huge. So every time you're talking, there's like a weird sound. Uh, I have a space heater running. That is what I'm hearing. I'm um, sorry. Hopefully it will be easy to edit out. Let me turn it mm-hmm. off. I love Becca. how you assume certain things are easy to edit out. Listen, things that you would consider like white noise so are the worst. Are, I know. Yeah, because that's exact. It's all frequencies. You can't. I know, and I like. I famously have had bad experiences, like recording with a ceiling fan on. I know what it's like. I just do you though abuse the system. I abuse the system. I trust <laughs> that my professional Beckett. You should have never done such a good job on Dave's app. Uh, that's like not even whatever okay um i couldn't edit out my hot hands handling sounds which really bugged me but i was gonna gonna leave it in oh septum piercings one time danny told me i should get my nose pierced because it would distract from how crooked my nose is okay that is a bitchy and b that she could be onto something um I literally tell everyone, I'm like, that siblings are literally just to make you insecure, make you feel insecure. Yeah, that's also what close friends are for, too. <laughs> no, close I, um, friends are supposed to hype you up. Um. Anyway, I'm kidding. I love all the people in my life. Um. Wow, we're so incredibly off the rails. Wow. I think this song... <laughs> wow. I'm just going to keep interrupting you. Oh, I just got a notification from that game High Heels that I've been playing. <laughs> oh my god, what is that? <laughs> I, uh, I got an ad for it on something. Apparently, there's a lot of advertising being done for it on TikTok. <laughs> but I got an ad on something. I was like, oh, that looks fun. So like, I, I sent a screenshot of it to my friend Rob, and he downloaded it. And then he sent a bunch of vids to like a group chat. And I was like, oh, I got to get it. Wow, is it free? Uh, it is free, but the ads are brutal, so I paid two ninety nine to get rid of the ads. <laughs> <laughs> it's really fun. <laughs> um, okay, anyway, I think this song, I think If You Hate Your Friends, You're Not Alone, track two, I think this song rocks. Yeah, here comes the girl with the ice cream cone who says she didn't get a scoop as big as mine. Does it hurt to smile? No, does it hurt to force a smile to my face? Does it burn to wish you were in another place? I won't look to you anymore. I won't look to you anymore. I love this song. The song rocks. All right. Track three. Sad Girls Poor Vida. 
This gives me math rock vibes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like literally, oh yeah. That one friend that was obsessed with math rock would write these riffs. I mean, I got into some math rock bands. I can't think of any of them right now. The one I liked the most probably was Minus the Bear. I liked that band a lot at one point in time in my life. Um, and then like bands like in the similar vein, like Look Mexico, I was mm. obsessed with that band. They're still a band. Are they? Mm-hmm. Whoa. They I know were, Matt has like, um, Matt has a kid. They were playing sometime like a couple years ago in the area and I was like, oh shit, they're still around? That's crazy. I like I know Josh, the drummer from that band, like fairly well, and I know he was like in and out. Um, but I was happy when he came back now literal years ago at this point. What's so funny? If you Google Math Rock, people Oscar Osco. Osco. <laughs> people also ask, how do you write a math rock? Also, is toe a math rock? Toe is a Japanese band. Oh. <laughs> that probably explains a lot of the weird conjugation in those sentences. It's I'm not like capitalized. <laughs> I love you being thrown off by that. I only know that because I think they put something out on Top Shelf, like, not too long ago, a couple years ago, maybe. I would have gotten it if there was, deal. if it was a capital how do you write I know a it's, math rock how do you write a math rock I know that that genre of music is like really big in um, across the sea <laughs> we had some friends from like the Ohio Chicago area that befriended like a bunch of Japanese like kind of emo-y math rock bands it's like that's so cool and yeah. un- unfortunately I'm too bad at guitar and everyone else I've ever collaborated with is too bad at guitar to ever be huge in that scene of Japan <laughs> But maybe one day. I feel like Corey Urban's really good at guitar, but I don't know if he can play math rock. I don't, <laughs> I don't think so. I don't. I don't think he wants to. Anyway, anywho, uh, um, "Sad Girls Por Vida." This is a song that when I first became obsessed with this record, I didn't. Um, I didn't love this song. It has grown on me a lot. I definitely think that it is a good song, but I just like that chorus of like sad girls for life (laughs) it's like to me that doesn't really like do much but i like um i like the song i think the song is fine i love the ending the way that shit yeah and oh that is so good that little breakdown it's like halftime moment this band makes me want to shred and play drums two things i can't do never it's never too late to learn um i think Indri zolo she writes amazing vocal melodies like that like descending weight thing is so like poppy and you're like listening to this like very aggro wild guitar shredding and like cut time like heavy drums and she's just like singing this like gorgeous angelic melody it's like oh god a perfect combo yeah and um 
I mean, all of the guitars on this album are perfection. And speaking of her, whoa, did you like zoom in on your face suddenly? No. You seem a lot closer. Anyways, um, okay. (laughs) I don't know. I just like looked up and you were like. (laughs) (laughs) It was not that bad. Uh, She just put her whole face in the screen. Um, I'm reading. Okay. Speaking of her vocal melodies, I feel like that uh, melodious breakdown moment is like such a great thing in contrast to the rest of her vocal delivery and the rest of the song where it's just like yeah I'm screaming and it's like very staccato and then it's like "Ah." yeah she like she's down to take it wherever it needs to go to like make the part cool very tasteful I feel like we can't I feel like we can't talk about this band and not like mention the fact that Derek Fudesco, the bassist, was in Murder City Devils, which was like a bigger band, um like right before this sort of thing, like in like the nineties, like late nineties. So I feel like he kind of probably brought in like a lot of his experience with like crafting songs. Mm-hmm. And I'm obviously everyone in this band is incredibly talented. I just feel like there's like this is like an amazing lineup of people with a lot of cool ideas. That's all I'm trying right. to say. They're, this album, I think, is an example of perfect songwriting. Yes, I agree with that. It, uh, in a four-piece, like four or five-piece rock band setting, like this is like perfect songwriting. Like these these people all get it. I think Andrea and Derek are married. Oh, are they? I know she's married to uh, another member. Oh, I wonder who. The drummer, Nick DeWitt, I like when I bought Elon Vital, they're like these gorgeous photos on the inside of the vinyl where they're like in front of like grassy. It's probably like this for the CD too, but they're like in front of like leaves. Like I don't even know what type of bush. His pick is so cute. He was like one of the first people I was like, oh my God, that guy is really cute. The drummer? What's his mm-hmm. name? Nick DeWitt, D-E-W-I-T-T. Granted, this was like in 2004, 2005, 2006, so I don't know what he looks like now, but he's probably hotter to me, unfortunately. No? No, I can't find him. Uh, Just search Pretty Girls Make Graves, and I'll point him out. Wait. Um, okay, if you just search the very first one, the one of them in front of all the hearts and stuff. Do you see that one? Mm-hmm. Oh. He's all the way on the left. Why is this pick so small? <laughs> yeah, this pick is really small. All these picks are kind of really small. Um, let's see if I can find a better one. He's just, like, cute. Oh, I see. He's better in this one where he's wearing a tiny blue scarf. <laughs> oh yeah, that big, he is wearing a. Yeah. I love that sentence so much. Yeah, he's cute. He's just cute. I don't know. Can't explain it. Okay. Um. Anyway, <laughs> I think uh, Sad Girls Por Vida. I think I said earlier that I thought it was fine, but honestly, ultimately, it's a good song. It rocks. Yeah, it rocks. <laughs> all right track four the getaway um 
I like, I think my view on a song like Sad Girls Por Vida is overshadowed because like this album has songs like The Getaway on it, where it's just kind of like, if you're, you're like in the claw machine and you're picking a song, you're going to pick like a song like this. Oh my, yes. Because this song is just unbelievable. Oh, that opening guitar. Buddha, 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 and it goes throughout the entire song, but you don't get sick of it. It is so good. <laughs> it really is. Uh, and then like the other guitar, the do 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 do. Yeah. That always sounds like the fucking like uh, Twilight Zone now. But yeah, it's like <laughs> the way that everything is layered in yeah. these songs is just so. And like the drums and the bass are like driving like the whole song. It's just so unbelievably good. You literally just said all of my notes on this song. It was like, <laughs> the drums are so good. Perfection. The song is so good. <laughs> <laughs> this song, like, really, truly, like, if you were going to give, like, a fucking Grammy to one song on this album, it's this song. Like, you're just like, here's your Grammy. Oh, my God. Yeah. Him is doing the most insane thing ever. Um He's just trying to climb up the bed under the blanket and he's like failing and it's kind of cute. But anyway, yeah, this song, the story too that they're kind of like spinning here is so like when I think about when I think about like being online, like in this time period in my life, it's like it always felt like this song, you know, you're like trying to build like this world for you and maybe someone else or just like you and your friends or just like anyone that like you know, that's not your home. And it's like, you want something more. To want something more at in like your teenhood is so, that's like the whole thing, mm. is it not? I feel like I'm just truly babbling, but the song is just, the song speaks for itself. The song is unbelievably good. That's all that matters. You're all that um, That's all that matters. Yeah, you think that's gonna like, be the chorus but then there's like a little guitar break after that mm-hmm. and then the chorus ends up being I think is it that uh, how far will this get us yeah. from here yeah. yeah I would almost say that like that that's all that matters part's like a little like almost a pre-chorus type thing if you like had to structure the song out mm-hmm but yeah, the chorus is so, and the chorus is like like the more angry sounding part of the song. But it's just so like it's so good. It perfect. It sounds like the feeling that these lyrics are like expressing. It's very good. Yeah, this is like the most personal these lyric their lyrics get. This album isn't would, very personable at all. Is like my one issue with it is like. The le- but I guess that's just kind of like what punk is. It's just like let's not sing about personal problems and instead just be like, yeah, music it's cool. Fuck the system. Yeah, and that's very capital P punk to be like extract meaning from this if you want, but like basically like just read it top to bottom and you get the point. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of whining in these songs, which is like cool it's funny to say like there's not a lot of whining in these songs and the last song is called sad girls for life but like (laughs) you know it's not it's there really isn't i don't think not in my opinion Mm -hmm. this song is amazing this song fucks this song fucks 
and he said, and he said, and she said, and she said, <laughs> and he said, and he said, <laughs> and she said, and she said, uh, and he said, right. and he said, uh, and she said, and she said, uh, <laughs> all right, the next song, the next song is, um, track five it's the untitled song that i told becca earlier i did not have or had ever heard before um heard in full before yesterday but it's good it's it cool. is good that's how an untitled track should go yeah this band like they do that kind of i don't think they did it on elon vital but they do this same sort of thing on the new romance where they like have like little interlude untitled tracks that kind of like build into other songs. And that's like such a cool idea. Like this one is based around like the melody of the getaway, right? Or is it speakers push the air? I have to listen. Can't go to my iTunes for it though. <laughs> I gotta pull up. Miss Spotify. Spotify. Yeah. So it's like, it's essentially Ugh. like a, it's really cool. It's like a disjointed, sort of distorted synth sounding like riff off of the getaway melody. And that's yeah. like so, it's so, that's so cool and so good. That's little, what's that percussion sound? Okay, let's listen. Like what instrument? It sounds like, like a bongo, like a sample of like a bongo. It's so, this song is like literally so cool. It really is. Like, I, this is my shit. Like, I would 100% write a song like this. I, I definitely, I know you would. I love this kind of shit. I love anytime you throw some fucking distortion on like a loop. I love that. This little, I'm obsessed with that percussion. Uh, I'm literally, I literally googled like bongo samples, and I'm gonna probably download some. Hell yeah! That's, to me, that's it's like definitely some hand drum sample sounds. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. Untitled track five also fucks. <laughs> yes, it fucks. Oh my god. I know we're talking about one minute and five seconds of music, but it's like so good. It really is. Yes. Okay. All right. Track six. More sweet soul. There's so many typos on the genius for this song. Um, this song is one that's like, <laughs> this song was one that I, I definitely loved it. I think I've gone through like a couple different phases with this song where I loved it immediately. Cause it's like, it's like, you're like a head banging to the song. Like you're like in the pit, you feel mm-hmm. the song. And then I had like a phase where it didn't really like resonate with me too much, but I'm like back where I'm just like, it's crazy that this band wrote something so like hooky and good even though this is like an aggressive like capital R rock or like capital B punk song. Like it's like the melodies are smart. Mm-hmm. I'd figure you would like this song because I think it's about being on tour. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there are some really insane typos though. Long size, sad eyes and 12 hour drices. <laughs> right. And it just keeps going. But I want you to know that in philly it's coal it's coal (laughs) (laughs) coal's the name of the animal crossing character that has my birthday 
Oh, no, no, no. His name is Carl with a K in, in another, I think in Germany. But in the US, his name is Cole. He's really cute. He's like a black rabbit with like buck teeth. Oh. I know I love him. I count them down and they just get longer, 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 longer. Yeah, this song is absolutely about being in a band to some degree, whether it's tour or just playing shows out of town. Who even knows? It's very, it's very that. This song, reading the lyrics, I was like, is this album just about listening to loud music? <laughs> I mean, all these people had been in bands before, so maybe. Like, when being in a band is your life, you're going to write about being in a band you're at some gonna point. You're going to write about music is life. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell me, tell me what I already know. Don't tell me, tell me what I already know. Just for you, just for you, I'm ready to go. go. <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, yeah, I want to go so ape shit hard. Uh, I want to go ape shit to this song. Yeah, it's sick. Yeah, the song rocks. Song, There's no denying it. The song rocks. All right, track seven, "Ghosts in the Radio." It's on, on, and the ghosts on the radio are singing along, and we go, oh. oh. Yeah. Yeah. I have no idea if those are the right lyrics, but that's how I hear it in my brain. I don't uh, have are in the Sorry. radio. They sing along. They sing along. <laughs> he said and she know. said. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have much to say about this song. Um like the chorus is good, but other than that like it really doesn't do much for me yeah i mean i don't i like this song i think every song on this record is good um this one is one that i like i think as a younger person i was really drawn to the imagery of this song and i think that that was something i really really liked about it now as i'm older that kind of idea of like ghosts and memories being attached to music and like being outside and it's cold i'm like i've heard this now so much that i have no feelings yeah. towards imagery like this but i do think that this song is good um in terms of like what the like the guitar and everything is doing in this song too it's like it's a little more straightforward mm-hmm. um and then there's also that this is the song like towards the end where there's like I'm assuming it's like keyboard or something that comes in and does the like, oh my God, I'm, I want to, I'm like getting stage fright. I want to try to sing it, but I like don't know like what it is. There's like the, os- the oscillating thing at the end where it's like, dun, 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 dun. it's like a cello-y sound. Am I crazy? I Let me listen. No idea. Oh, it's in this verse. Oh. It's like it's some sort of stringed instrument. It sounds like it's like a reversed, um, yeah, string sample. I like. I think that there's a lot of cool production tricks going on in this song. That's what I'm trying to say. Because then you also famously, if this all get, if what I just did with my phone gets edited out, um, there is a cool program drum like drum and bass breakdown. It's the song is cool from a production standpoint. Becca, what's going on with the sleeve of that jacket? You gonna do the trick that Dave showed you? <laughs> no, <laughs> I am. Um, <laughs> Becca, stop touching the jacket. <laughs> it's my Carhartt 
sweatshirt it's very it's like the best sweatshirt ever where'd you get it uh online oh cool i went to carhartt.com no i was trying to make a joke because i actually don't know if carhartt has like standalone stores I don't know if they do. I famously, the only place I know you can guarantee, you were guaranteed to buy Carhartt stuff if you were looking for it is Stewart's Hardware in Southport. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think this song rocks. I've come full circle. I think this song is actually great. The song, all the production stuff happening on it is like so cool. I love this song. I think this song is fine. I love that. All right, track eight. eight. Bring it on, Golden Pond. This song is fucking cool as fuck. This is the punkest of the punk songs. Oh, yar! Oh, yar! <laughs> that try not to follow the line! Yeah. Yeah. Um. The, like, fake drums, too, on this is so... Like, guitar is crazy in this song. That part with the piano that comes in... Yes! This song is so good! And the electronic drums come back in there, too. And it just, like, in that moment, it feels like they start just having a jam sesh. It's, like, the loosest, but also one of the most, like, structured and, like, crazy things. Like, oh, it's so good. Mm -hmm. I love this band. This band is, like, it's so crazy. They're so risky. Like, they just did it all. Did they? Don't you think? (laughs) I don't Don't, know. I I just, like, I feel like when you're thinking about, like, when you're thinking about the scope of like indie rock that you and I were fans of, like as teens, like the whole thesis for this podcast, it's like I feel like so much of it is like like an album like by The Shins. It's like every song is just gonna sound like The Shins, like you know, and they like experiment in their own palette, but that's like it. Like it's just always gonna sound like The Shins, capital T, capital S. But with this band, it's like they're leaning more towards the punk side of things to begin with, but they're like doing that shit that like The Shins are doing too. They're just like, they're doing it all. They, sure. I would almost like assume like when you're on like the more punk side of like the spectrum it's like you're gonna do just your own shit but like this band's shit is it encompasses everything like they're just like not afraid to do anything yeah which makes them good yeah it makes them like literally that makes them the best in this genre of music and there's a reason why i've been begging for years for them to come back yeah i wish more people who claim that they're into punk would listen to this album and you know just be like yeah this is really good and it's still punk and it's really good and (laughs) it's it's fronted by a woman and honestly I like first listening to this I think about how many bands I listen to now that are kind of indirectly influenced by this kind of, I like the first band that comes to mind is awake but still in bed mm-hmm. and I love Shannon so much we should have them on the pod um she wants to come on the pod she's like asked oh sick yeah so we'll definitely get her on um just you know uh like punk punk ladies 
Yeah. Who are just like, I don't know. I I just truly, I can't imagine wanting to listen to like a, like a, a quote unquote like male fronted punk band. Wait, like, you okay. know, it's like not, there's nothing fun there. So I there's nothing cool. dated a guy who was a drummer in like one of those all male punk bands, but he wasn't even like he claimed to be punk, but he was really just emo because he cared about <laughs> like the person's voice and was like into like the voice sounding nice and pretty you know ew uh, yeah which is like annoying like he's not even into he wasn't even into like post-punk or anything i'm like you're not punk at all you're just emo yeah you're emo and you want to win a grammy like literally fuck off yeah that shit is lame as heaven and hell (laughs) um i think bring it on golden pond fucking rocks i love this song rocks also what i wonder the song title itself i wonder what that yeah that's let's all about. i'm curious <sighs> i'm gonna say it's a seattle reference i mean they are seattle bands on golden pond is a movie it looks like it's about old people and it was made in 1981 so i've definitely never seen it oh totally wrong excuse me i'm burping a lot Hmm. Oh, an American family drama. Cool, 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 cool. Jane Fonda, Henry Fonda vibes. I don't, I don't, this is a funny avenue for us to go down because this is like, I could not know less about that. An aging couple, (laughs) Ethel and Norman Thayer. (laughs) Yeah, I don't. I saw the word cantankerous and I was like, gotta go. Cottage on Golden Pond, which is a lake. Is it real? (laughs) This is the longest silence in the history of the pod. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Wow. It was nominated for a lot of best stuff. Best sound. On Golden Pond was? Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll watch it <laughs> <laughs> and just be like, okay, where does the song go? <laughs> I mean, I'm really curious now. It's not that long, so I could watch it, but like, it really does just look like a bunch of old people. So, if anyone from the band is listening to this by any chance, could you just tell us why the song is called Bring It On Golden Pond so we don't have to watch the movie? Unless you have seen the movie and it's based on the movie and you think the movie is really good. I think it's on HBO Max. Sounds like you're you're watching it, not me. I got about 20 more seasons of Survivor I gotta watch first. Um. Oh my god, it's starting! Pick <laughs> <laughs> <Big> deposit! <laughs> I meant to just add it to my list, but then it just started playing. <laughs> Becca watches the last movie on this up of the pod. Like, oh, this is a nine-song record. It'll be short an hour and a half later. There's like a, a weird cut where I come back and I'm like, so on Golden Pond. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> wow. I'm obsessed with that. I think of all the songs on this record, I've probably listened to Bring It On Golden Pond the most. Really? I had a phase with this song where I like could not stop listening to it. Wow. That's cool. Yeah, I love those songs that are kind of like, you almost can't imagine the band playing it live because it's like so nutty. Like that kind of stuff is like, I love that. So I gravitated to that song a lot. I'm sure they probably did play that song live though at some point in time. This band is obviously fearless. Fearless. Fierce. Fierce. Fucks. No, no. <laughs> the three ups. Okay. <laughs> Track nine. By the Throat. This is our closing song. I do like that she, Andrea, starts screaming slash yelling for real at the end of the song. Yeah, like she starts to go real hard. It's like, yeah, it's the end of the album. (laughs) But like, um, lyrically there it's so empty like there's there's just i feel nothing yeah i mean this is very like to me this reads like being in a band playing a show or going to shows yeah and that's like fine like that's a great thing to write about especially like as we've stated before like it feels like that was what a lot of the members of this band had been doing leading up to being in this band and that is like such a like euphoric state a very crazy like almost primal very feral sort of feeling so like i get wanting to write about it especially like back then um when it felt like you know punk was like a really cool thing really well kept secret vibes um but i don't know i i like this song i think it's like cool i forget about this song it's not like my go-to, but every time I play this, I'm like, oh yeah, I know all the words to this song and I like want to go off to this song just as hard as the others. Yeah. And this is this to me feels like like this whole album has felt like such a progression from that first EP that they put out that this like this feels like the most like it harkens back to that. It feels like those songs where it's just like your what, three, four minute long aggro song? Four minutes. That was beautiful. Thank, thank you. All the people with nothing in their eyes. Like, that's a great melody. Yeah. Even though it's like She's... all the same note. Yeah, I love a one note melody. Actually, I did learn that in my music theory class is that without, you don't really realize, but most vocal melodies tend to be a lot of just the same note. Yeah. Famously, there's that video online of the guy playing D over, like, every pop song. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that. Okay. It was, like, a, people on Twitter were, like, mad for a while because they were, like, that's not how it actually is. He just transpi- or transcribed all these songs so that he could hit D a lot. And I'm, like, that it goes over my head. But I like it. Speaking of Twitter, have you seen the, like, um, Croatian vaccine buff men photos no what it's like european politicians appear to me may be making some sort of coronavirus vaccine beefcake pinup calendar because all the pics of them of someone are like hot dudes (laughs) (laughs) i support that 
Those arms, those were really beautiful arms. Male Tory MPs taking off more clothes than is strictly necessary to be photographed getting a vaccination. An occasional series. I wish I, since I don't have Twitter, this won't send to you for some reason. Maybe it will? Last time I tried to do this, it just sent someone a link to Twitter itself. Do you want to, um... Do you want me to give you the keys to the Rockstar It Sucks Twitter? And you can lurk from there if you want. Oh, yeah. Oh, this worked. <laughs> she goes, oh, yeah. yeah. This worked. Oh, my God. I love that we're talking about this at the end of this app. Wow. Yeah. I don't think this is right. I can't believe the men are allowed to look like this and get vaccinated. <laughs> when am I going to get vaccinated? I just got a notification this morning that was like San Francisco is expanding their uh, vaccine rollout audience people I don't know but that's San Francisco which is not Alameda County just drive down there I think you have to be a resident or something I don't fucking know how any of this shit works me neither queen Wow. Okay. Well, we've reached the end. I think that's. Did I say that song rocks? I think that song rocks. That song rocks. That song being by the throat. So serve, set, spike, rocks. For me, eight points. Rocks okay. and fine one. Wow, that's a really great, especially out oh, on the heels of. No, I fucked that up because I said two songs. Fuck. Oh wow, so that's what six rocks, two fucks, one fine. Final score, yes. Wow, that you came out of this looking amazing. So did you. Yeah, I don't remember what I said. I never do. <laughs> <laughs> But I I love this record. I really love this it record. It is very good. Uh, the next record I just like totally forgot about until last night. And I was looking at it in my iTunes and I was like, okay, I like remember some of these. But I feel like Good Health I have listened to the most. And I still do. Like I remember... Like a couple years ago, just like driving in Berkeley and listening to this album. Yeah. Anytime a song from this comes up in like a shuffle, I'm always like very happy to hear it. It's so good. I think I've like gone through a phase like once every two years, I'm like, I got to listen to Speakers Push the Air like really loud today. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Oh, I got to listen to Untitled. Yeah. Now our new favorite song. We can make a playlist of it a hundred times. Okay, uh, let's do final verdict. I'm ready. (laughs) Why are you like ready to clap or? Because I was gonna count. (laughs) I don't know why that's so funny. (laughs) You're just like. I was ready to get do final verdict. God forbid I'm excited about something on my own podcast. I know, but that wait, I'm just like, yeah. And he said, <laughs> and she said, all right. And he said, ready? one, two, three. It rocks. It rocks. Damn, and it's he really said, good. 
and he, she said uh, she said that it rocks and that she'd like it to snow um I yeah well Becca I'm challenging you I'm gonna this is um Becca listened to Elon Vital challenge I'm nominating what Becca what are you high. even saying when you <laughs> name that album <laughs> it's called Elon Vital I think that's how you say it E L A N space Vital maybe it's Elon Vital I don't know how I've, I'm like. I was so young and dumb when I was a fan of this band. It's so, Becca, I think you'll really like it. They're like a couple songs that are like guitar rocky and like a little like kind of classic like PGMG vibes. But then there's like some like Parade is so, Pirate Pedestal and Parade are both like very like pop songs. Like, oh, I like cool. this album cover. It's so good. The rainbow ice cream, it's so yeah, good. that font. I had a shirt with that design on it that I bought from the show that I saw them at. Love that font. I I'm <laughs> sh- I want this shirt. I haven't listened to the album yet, so. Oh, okay, okay, okay. How do you pronounce that? Elon. I don't know. Um, but also, famously, now that sea shanties are back in the um, lexicon of the zeitgeist, there's a sea shanty on this record. Why it's called, it's in hell? It's called Selling the Wind. How and why did that become a thing? I, I actually really don't like it. Me neither. <laughs> um, Leona Mars, who came in and replaced the old guitarist. What was the old guitarist's name? Like the old guitarist Nathan Thelen. So she came in and replaced him, and she, I think she just brought a really interesting, like, thing to this band. Mm-hmm. Oh, the title's based on the philosophical idea Elon Vital. Yeah, it's some like intellectual shit that I did not feel like reading. Oh, so this basically, they're. I feel like them naming it this is like them addressing the fact that it's very different from their old stuff which is like that that's like a cool it's very self-aware move it is a hypothetical explanation for evolution and development of organisms the intuitive perception of experience and the flow of inner time that's cool i like god these these people are so smart how like literally the fact that we don't like talk about this band every single day is crazy this best band of all time yeah they rock they absolutely rock god and also pretty girls make graves if you ever do reunite i would like to be involved in even the slightest tiniest way i'll make one show poster uh if you want for free i will um do way more than that for free if you really um do reunite um i'd love for any of my projects to be involved in any way um i love you (laughs) (laughs) so earnest i I like really truly love this fan i love you he loves be cool he loves you (laughs) okay wow okay uh thanks for listening to it rocks or it sucks bye bye
It Rocks or It Sucks is produced and edited by Becca High and Carl Kean. It's mixed and mastered by Becca High. You can follow the pod on Instagram or Twitter at It Rocks or It Sucks. Thanks for listening and feel free to like, follow, rate, review, share, do whatever you want. Bye.